Lekutusichas, volume 18, the fifth sicha of Shalach, part A. The title of this article, The Biblical Chala. The Torah tells us, quote, You eat from the bread of the land, you shall set aside a gift for God, the first portion of your dough. You shall separate a chala for a gift. As in the case of the gift of the threshing floor, so shall you separate it. From the first portion of your dough, you shall give a gift to God in all your generations. Now, on the words, as in the case of the gift of the threshing floor, Rashi comments, in which the teruma, the gift of the threshing floor, no amount is specified, unlike the gift taken from the tithe given by Levites to the Kohanim, for which an amount is specified. However, the sages did specify an amount for this first portion of your dough, for a householder, one twenty-fourth of the dough, and for a baker, one forty-eighth. End of Rashi. Now, six questions on Rashi. Number one, Rashi's rule is, I quote, I have come only to teach the simple meaning of the scripture. Hence, it makes sense why Rashi teaches us that the Torah is telling us, as in the case of the gift of the threshing floor, which has no measurement and not like the other gifts and tithing that are mentioned earlier in the portion. However, why does Rashi have to tell us, quote, however the sages did specify an amount, etc., end quote. Question number two. Even if you say that Rashi wants the child to know that while the Torah gave no measurement, nevertheless there is a measurement given to the sages, but why does Rashi have to tell the child what the measurements are? Question number three. Even if Rashi wanted the child to have some understanding of the measurement, why not just tell us the one that applies to all without telling us the exception of the professional baker? Question number four. More so. By Rashi, yes, telling us a measurement, he is creating a problem in the child's mind. As in the case of the gift of the threshing floor, the verse is saying, in which there is no measurement, so shall you separate it, the challah, with no measurement. To which Rashi then tells the child, however, the sages did specify an amount. Question number five. Even if Rashi is to tell the child of the measurement, it would have fit better in his comments on the next verse. The verse says, you shall give a gift to God. Rashi says, since no amount is specified for the dough portion, the chala, it says, you shall give. Meaning, the gift should be an amount which is which can be considered a gift. There it makes sense to say what the sages implemented the measurement. And the last question, number six. On the other hand, being that Rashi does give both measurements, the householder and the baker, then why does he not already explain why the householder gives a larger amount than the baker? Those are the questions. The explanation. Rashi is dealing with a simple question. Being that the Torah is telling us that, that this mitzvah can be done with just giving a something, no measurement, then why does the verse state, you shall separate a challah, now, Rashi comments on the word chala. You shall separate one chala as a gift for the sake of God. And then Rashi goes on to say chala in old French is tortel and a cake, which in, mar- in modern French is tortel, for a gift. When a chala does have a measurement, be it what it may be, but a measurement nonetheless, it has to be a cake. This is the question that's bothering Rashi. 
Hence Rashi explains to the child, being that, one, the Torah gives no amount is specified. But two, being that the Torah calls it a chala, torte, hence the sages give it a measurement. Now that we know that Rashi is explaining to the child that the reason why the sages gave a measurement is because of the verses, you shall separate a challah, which Rashi defines in Old French as a cake in which there are different sizes of challah cakes. Hence, Rashi is explaining that the measurement that the sages gave was not a set mitzvah measurement for all cakes, as the set amount of challah, for example, given from a sacrifice, rather the sages gave a measurement relative to the cake at hand. For a householder, one twenty-fourth of dough, and for a baker, one forty-eighth. And for this reason, that tortel comes in different sizes of why Rashi is giving multiple measurements, there is no need for Rashi to give the reason for these different measurements that they have to each give. For the challah, the child understands that the challah that a householder bakes is larger and eaten in its entirety by her family, while the baker has to make also smaller ones for poor people to buy, and that his profits are only of the net profits minus all expenses. Hence, the householder gives a larger amount, 124th, while the baker gives a lesser amount, 148th. Now, there is a discussion. There seems to be a contradiction within Rashi. In our verse, Rashi says, in which no amount is specified biblically, while in the verse, you shall give a gift to God, Rashi comments from the words of the Torah, biblically, should be an amount which can be considered a gift. Now, the answers given by different commentators on Rashi, I'll share with you three of them. The Re'em, his name is Rabbi Eliel Mizrahi, Rashi comments on you shall give a gift that should be an amount which can be support, can be considered a gift. Is Rashi seeing that? And the verse is a mere support that sages use for their measurements. However, biblically, there is no measurement for chala. Just quickly to explain this, the Talmud very often when they institute something, knowing that it's not biblical, nevertheless, they look for a mere support, ismachta ba'alma. The next commentary, the Gur Arya, which was Rabbi Yehuda Lau, the famous morale of Prague, he says, Rashi holds that the measurement of should be an amount which can be considered a gift is for the mitzvah, meaning the best way to perform the mitzvah. However, biblically speaking, the name challah is upon even less than this measurement. And then comes the notable Yehuda, Rabbi Yecheskel Landau. The mitzvah of challah has two separate dimensions to itself. One, removing the dough from the prohibition of tevel. Now, what is tevel? I quote you from Maimonides. Any produce from which one is obligated to separate teruma and tithes is called tevel before one separates these portions and it is prohibited to eat from. Now, by giving, removing the dough, the challah, this now becomes permissible to eat the rest of the dough. For this, biblically speaking, there is no measurement and the slightest something that you give from the dough suffices to make the dough permissible to eat. Number two, the second dimension, the main mitzvah is to give the challah to the Kohen. For this, biblically speaking, there is the measurement of 124th or 148th of an Isaron. 
Now, I quote to you from Rashi, what an Iseron. The word Iseron means a tenth. Biblically speaking, you have to give one twenty-fourth or one forty-eighth of a tenth. What is that? I quote, one-tenth of an ephah. The ephah equals three saws, and the three saws equals six calves, and the calves equal four lugs, and the lugs equal six eggs. Hence, I'm just sharing with you, an ephah equals three times six times four times six equals 432 eggs, the spa- meaning the space displaced by 432 eggs. We find that a tenth of an afer, therefore, equals 43 and a fifth, 43.2 eggs. This is the amount of challah, the minimum amount of flour that requires the separation of challah. Therefore, the sages instituted that it be given 124th for a householder and 148th for a baker, meaning not just of an isaron, but of the entire dough. Therefore, on the verse, as in the case of the gift of the threshing floor, so shall you separate it, which speaks of making the dough permissible to eat, Rashi states, no amount is specified. However, the sages did specify an amount. While in the verse, you shall give a gift to God, which speaks of giving challah to the Kohen, which according to the Node Yehuda does have a biblical amount, Rashi writes, since no amount is specified for the challah, it says you shall give. The gift should be an amount which can be considered a gift. Biblically, the measurement of 124th for a householder or 148th for a baker of an Isaron. So we here see that for the part of making the dough permissible, there is zero amount. Anything you give is okay biblically, while for the mitzvah of giving it to the Kohen, there is a biblical amount, which is of an Isaron, and the sages then went further and said of the entire dough. Now, in light of this, the two dimensions explained by the Node Behuda, let us see what is Rashi's opinion from the standpoint of, I have come only to teach the simple meaning of the scripture. One, even the separation of challah, biblically speaking, has an obligatory measurement of something important. Challah, in Old French, is tortel cakes, and not just crumbs. Number two, the sages gave a measurement is not connected with giving it to a Kohen, but rather is connected to the measurement given by the Torah for the separation. So when we look at Rashi from his rule, the simple meaning of the scripture, it's not going to be as the Node Yehuda explained it, but rather there is two dimensions. And what we see from here is that there is a obligatory biblical amount, even from the separation to make it permissible, because it can't just be crumbs. It has to be a challah, a tortel, a cake. And the second thing is that the sages give a measurement is not only concerning giving the Kohen, but concerning the making it permissible to eat, the dough permissible to eat through separation. Now, the reason for this is, according to the simple meaning of the scripture, both verses, unlike how the Node Yehuda sees it, both verses, A, you shall terimu, set aside a teruma, 
gift for God. And B, the second verse, you shall give a teruma gift to God. Are speaking of the essence of the mitzvah, separating challah for God. Both verses say for God. And not for the action of giving it to the Kohen, which the action of giving it to the Kohen is first discussed in the Torah portion of Korach, further down in chapter 18, where Rashi says, Scriptures comes and gives him 24 gifts of kahuna. Therefore, being that also in the second verse, the terminology is you shall give a teruma to God and the Torah then reverts the terminology. You shall give a teruma to God, even though in context, this is the meaning of the word terimu, set aside, using in, used in the first verse. So why in the second verse does, Rashi, does the verse not stick with the word terimu, but says the word give? Rashi sees this as being so only because since no amount is specified for the challah, it says you shall give. The gift should be an amount which can be considered a gift biblically. This is also in line with the other comment of Rashi on this verse, which begins with Rashi there too wants to know why is it stated. And then he explains since it says, hence scriptures teaches us, so too in our comment of Rashi, the word since that Rashi says, since is explaining why the word give is stated and not the word terimu in order to teach us the gift should be an amount biblically, challah, tortilla, cakes, 124th for a household, 148th for a baker of an isaron, to which the sages then gave the amount 124th and 148th, not just of the isaron, but of the entire dough, which, beca- which can be considered a gift.